My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope from Monday, July 5th through July 12th, 2021. So this week we've got three significant transits I'll be sharing about. And as always, if you want to know how they affect you personally, check them with your own birth chart using Vedic Astrology at the quietmindastrology.com website where you can get your free birth chart and see all the other things I'm up to. So we're starting this week on July 6th. The first big transit happening is the Sun and Venus are moving into Punar Vasu Nakshatra. And I'll explain a little bit more about that today because it's going to have a really significant impact over this week. Then on Wednesday, July 7th, Mercury moves into Gemini, its own sign. Very positive placement for Mercury. And then on Saturday, we have a new moon in Gemini, also in Punar Vasu. And that is all this Gemini energy this month is, especially this week, is really coming to the front and a lot of renewal and revival and new energy coming forward out of all of the heaviness of the past year. And I've been saying, you know, it's not just going to change overnight right now. We're still in this really long transit of Saturn all the way until early next year. As I tell everybody in the readings and on this podcast, really things are going to shift around March and April of next year. So plan for any really big life changes around then and check where Saturn is in Capricorn. Excuse me, check where Capricorn is in your birth chart to see where it's affecting you and then where Saturn is to see where that's affecting other things in your chart. But the short version of it is that this week is a time of revival and renewal and moving forward through a lot of the heaviness of the past year and a half. And we see that throughout society with a lot of things opening up, a lot of people going out, the first big concerts, a lot of the first big events. And we saw some of that in the beginning of the year, as I've talked about, it's a slow transition out of the real heaviness of that Saturn energy that we had, the Saturn and Capricorn with Pluto and all this stuff. Now starting to lighten up, but especially this week, it's a big turning point. And Punar Vasu, it's representing this return of the light, the star of renewal. And the deity associated with it in the Vedic literature is Aditi. Aditi represents this sort of boundless, expansive potential and power. And those of you who happen to be watching on the video, I will try to share my screen here and see if this works so I can show you a picture of Aditi. And uh, I'll have the, the chart as well. For those of you watching the video, you can see the, the chart. But there is this beautiful, glowing, radiant goddess who is the mother of seven very significant figures in the Vedas. And if you're not familiar, the Vedas are the source texts of yoga, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, around at least 1700 BCE. They were uh, put down on paper, <laughs> the paper at the time, uh, palm leaves and passed down from the rishis, these seers who would sit in meditation and receive this wisdom and knowledge of the universe, which is phenomenal. It's amazing how much this stuff holds up and still applies. And, you know, we see it so much in society now where yoga is just so well respected and understood as this healing modality. And I think Vedic astrology is moving in that direction. Uh, it's, you know, it's based on the real relationship of our planet to the stars those of you who are newer to Vedic astrology, I've got episodes on all of that. 
but the more you get in alignment with yourself and the nature of yourself and the nature of the universe, I feel from my experience, it was the more I did that, the more I felt in alignment with Vedic versus Western astrology. And it's just hard to, to say that Mars is in a certain sign when you look up in the sky and you use night sky app to look at the astronomy and it's just not true, right? Because Vedic actually uses the uh, measurements and calculations based on these astronomers and rishis thousands of years ago who were watching these patterns and then passing down the teachings through generations so they could see these transits over time to realize there was a precession of the equinoxes. But Aditi, uh, without her, a lot of this might not exist because uh, she's considered the goddess of a lot of these teachings. And I have a little write-up here, those of you watching can see as well. Uh, these are some of the notes about Aditi. Uh, it means free and unbounded. In the Rig Veda, she's described as the Deva Matri, the mother of the gods. Aditi is independent and unrestrained like the infinite span of the sky. Her elusive nature finds its expression in the ever-changing hues of the sky as she reigns supreme as the divine mother. So think of this powerful, creative, maternal energy that is in the universe right now this week. It's really potent. It's really just full of possibility and new expansion and growth and new direction in our lives. And I'll share personally for myself, I've made some big decisions. I took a couple of weeks off from teaching yoga classes uh, just to sort of renew and revive myself and to reflect on what I want to create moving forward. I've been very, very fortunate to have a good amount of success with what I intended to set out to do years ago. And I feel like this is a point for all of us right now to sort of pause and reflect and look at, you know, okay, what have I created, especially with Saturn and Jupiter retrograde right now? It's a time where we look back on our structures. We look back on how we've grown and expanded. When Jupiter is moving forward, the expansion is expanding in our lives. But when it's moving backwards, there's a little bit more of this retreating kind of energy, even with this renewal and reviving and this maternal energy. I actually just heard a great example of we think about in nature. It's always we align with nature with these teachings. Uh, you can't just always be harvesting from a crop. And I've done, I do a little bit of gardening. I've got uh, what's called a garden with a Y. Maybe some of you have heard of this, G-A-R-D-Y-N. It's pretty awesome because I don't have a place with enough sun to have a garden where I live right now. So it has uh, the LED lights and very simple hydroponic system so that's a garden and it's, it's just amazing to to see these things grow from nothing to suddenly there's kale in my kitchen and all these vegetables and it's amazing uh, but in gardening we can't always be uh, harvesting so we've got to have seasons we've got to have times where we're planting the seed we're nurturing it we're letting it grow and this right now is the time with Saturn and Jupiter going retrograde to not focus as much necessarily on the fruits of everything and getting all of the fruits and harvesting all these things. Maybe it is for you. Right? This is going to be a little different for everybody by transit. But maybe you're relating to where I'm at, where it's more of a time of appreciating what, we, what we've harvested and appreciating what we've grown and created. And then now reflecting a bit of like, okay, I expanded in this way. I created these structures. Now, how do I want to adapt and adjust that? Especially as we're in a new quarter of the year, if you follow the quarters of the year, um, which is 
loosely representative of the seasons and the, the Ayurvedic seasons as well. But overall, this time, this week, the, it's a return of, of ourselves, a return to ourselves, and this expansion in inward, right? Jupiter expanding when it's going forward is more outward. Jupiter expansion in its quality of growth is more inward when it's going retrograde. So this is the time to do that deep inner work. And uh, I, there's a teacher I wanted to work with, another example, just sharing personally, like examples of how this is playing out that you know, I'm always observing these things. What, how am I using it? Well, I wanted to work with this teacher uh, about business a couple years ago. I've been following him for a couple years now and seeing his programs and then decided finally to sign up in this past week. And uh, he kept talking about structure, right? There's like these certain words that like, it's just amazing synchronicity. And those are the kind of things that I'm always listening for. So listen for those like uncanny synchronicities in your life. Like uh, there was a certain interview that I watched a while ago that had these certain phrases that stuck in my head. And then this person said those same phrases when I'm thinking about, is this the direction I should go? Should I work with this guy? And he says the exact same phrase that I've been thinking about, you know, and it's like these little synchronicities like that that is just so specific and so unusual that it's just this uh, divine force, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just a complete coincidence and random. But I, I do personally follow that and try to listen for those things, this sort of divine calling, this little whisper of like, go here or don't go there or take a break or go this direction, right? Those little voices are always there. The sort of true self, the Atman, the true self within us is always there. And essentially we can move forward into growth or back into old patterns and maybe things that are harmful or negative or destructive. And I think our true self is always guiding us forward to growth. And sometimes that growth is difficult. Sometimes it is challenging. Sometimes it is painful. Sometimes we have to let go of things that are uncomfortable. And that is part of the uh, pruning of nature as well, right? It's, I have this, uh, this nice bamboo tree, that bamboo palm. That Those of you uh, come to my yoga classes, you see that in the yoga videos. And, you know, some of the leaves need to be pruned at times. And it's, uh, I imagine for the tree, it's very painful to have part of yourself cut off, Um uh, but sometimes we've got to do that. So that's part of the cycle as well. And part of this Saturn and Jupiter going retrograde. And this Aditi energy, this Punarvasu energy, this returning and renewal and this return of the light within ourselves is here and it's protective. And it's a good positive time versus like if this was all like Ardra energy, destruction and storms where it can be a bit more tumultuous and painful and difficult. But as you're watching the video, as you see the image, I mean, she's just radiant and beautiful and glowing and peaceful and calm and serene. So this is a peaceful transition of letting go of things, a peaceful pruning away of what no longer serves us to focus on what does. And the same with the, the bamboo palm. Like I could let those dead things keep trying to grow and not prune it. Then the rest of the, the whole thing could eventually die. There could be rotting in the roots, right? So we've got to maintain these things. We've got to let go of things that sometimes we've got to focus on the things that are working, let go of the things that are not working. And there's always this constant evolution and growth. And you're at a different place now than you were a year ago. And I would hope, uh, you know, that you continue to evolve and grow and have new realizations and new insights. 
And that's part of our path. That's part of our dashas playing out. Those of you who know about the dashas, is sort of karma unfolding over time. And wherever you are, trust that that is exactly where you need to be. How do you know? Because it's where you are. Uh, and that's one of my teachers would say, you know, if it happened, it was essential. If it happened, it was essential. And if it's happening now, there is an essential lesson in it. Even if it's uncomfortable, if it's really positive, sometimes that's not always the best thing either because it can make us lose our humility or lose our grace or lose our perspective. So in all of this, it's a great time to look within and do things that renew us and restore energy. Uh, another, just another quick example, like, I think these are helpful, maybe, you know, let me know. Uh, but adjusting my diet, right? So having more space when I'm not eating, which is really good for the digestive system and really highly re recommended in Ayurveda and uh, probably not as much as it, it would be in the old text as it is necessary now. If you think back a thousand years ago, the the possibility of like snacking all day or eating things that are highly processed was very, very low. Now it's uh, a risk, <laughs> an issue, a modern problem, which requires uh, ancient solutions of coming back to creating space in the stomach and a fire in the belly. So letting myself feel that hunger more throughout the day having four hours before or between meals. So breakfast, four hours later, lunch, enough time to feel the hunger in the stomach, the fire in the belly. Uh, I noticed personally, I was just feeling more sleepy, more tired after eating. And that is a sign that can happen with overeating in general. And it's not a major issue for me, but, but it was enough that I was like feeling fatigued after eating, which is really opposite, right? We want food to be a source of fuel and nourishment and to keep that fire going in the belly. So making sure to prioritize that as well. And uh, Aditi is here throughout this week, this goddess energy supporting us, protecting us as we go through these transitions in ourselves. And uh, that is really the dominant energy. In Punarvasu, it means uh, the, the translation is good again, or being good again and again, or wealthy again. And is this real shift this week? There's this real moving forward. Maybe you already felt it. I, I started to feel it really the last couple of days. And often we'll feel these transits a little bit early as well. If we're doing meditation practices every day, it's like you kind of tune into where things are shifting in the universe. Uh, becoming light again is another translation of Punarvasu. And some of the positive things to do during this time are any sort of, uh, sort of fresh starts in relationships, fresh starts in any sort of projects or activities that you've been working on. And I feel that, again, that sense of renewal in myself as well. Uh, any sort of healing activities, as I mentioned, for the monthly horoscope, this is a great time for that. Any sort of learning activities, uh, beginnings, constructions, agriculture, gardening, as I've been talking about, uh, any sort of spiritual work, meditative work, uh, working with children, if you have children in your life. And even potentially uh, buying a home or a car, if that's something that's in the cards for you right now. Uh, I know, uh, at least, you know, monetarily, the not the best time for buyers in the housing market, uh, but also any sort of laying a foundation, a building foundation in your life. And that's something I've been working on myself. Like I mentioned with this teacher I'm working with, setting structures in my business and having more structures and foundations in place for things to be uh, built upon. 
it's a great time to be doing that. It's not so good of a time for giving loans, as I mentioned in the monthly episode, and any sort of aggressive action. So Mercury moves into Gemini this week, um, and that is again on Wednesday, July 7th. So I talked about that was all that stuff about Punarvasu, Aditi, all that stuff I just talked about is relevant throughout the whole week, but especially on Tuesday and, and moving forward for a while there, especially on Saturday, uh, July 10th with the new moon in Punarvasu. So really the next two weeks, this energy is dominant. And then Wednesday, July 7th is when uh, Mercury's in Gemini. It's in, it's in its own sign, so very positive there. Uh, great for anything to do with business, communication, marketing, any conversations you want to have, uh, any sort of speech you want to give. Uh, if you do anything that expresses yourself in communication, it's a great time to be doing that. And uh, it's a great time for any sort of learning as well. And I'm doing a lot of that right now in my own work. And uh, anything to do with computers, very positive. Uh, been thinking about getting a different computer myself. So uh, a lot of personal examples this week. Let me know if that's helpful for you. In the, you can reach me, reach me on uh, Instagram at Quiet Mind Astrology. Recently started that, so there's a few uh, people following there. And check that out if you want to keep up with me there. Uh, the best way to keep in touch is to get the uh, free birth chart, and I'll send you regular updates and email. Or you can just subscribe to the newsletter to get regular updates. And I'll have a link to that in the podcast notes. And uh, lots of fun stuff coming up as well. So if you, those of you who really want to learn, just want to know all about Vedic astrology, there's so much to it. It's crazy how deep it goes. You can uh, keep listening here. I'll have an update coming soon about the next Vedic astrology mentoring group. We've had an amazing group go through the first one. And uh, I'm really excited for them to go out and share. And they're already doing amazing readings for people. So uh, that's really fun and exciting. And just again, a quick little look at where we're at in the sky this week. A lot of the Gemini energy going on, and then a lot of the Cancer and Leo coming up in the next week or two. And we'll talk more about that next week when we go into that Gandanta stage, where it's sort of a big turning point again, and a time where there can be big energetic shifts. So this is a powerful month, a powerful month of shifting energy. And I uh, hope you found this helpful in your own navigating the stars in your own life. And if you want to schedule a reading, I am not available for the next couple of weeks, but you can always book ahead at quietmindastrology.com. And thank you for listening to the podcast and hope you have a great rest of your week. I look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.